2: Woo pig.
3: Okay. All right. There we go. Got a ball in. All right. We have turbulent times. We do. With Razorback football. And here to make order out of the chaos is Andrew Hutchinson from best of He's with us now on the phone. So Hutch, good afternoon.
1: How's it going, guys?
3: Good. Well, we're doing well. Um, any news to report uh, today?
1: As far as I know, no. But uh, that's always subject to change, and it seems like December is always a wild, wild time for college football.
2: So let, let's back up a little bit. And Arkansas has 16 guys in the in the portal or opting out. And I mean, that's a significant number. That's among the leaders in college football. Walk us through how significant some of these opt outs and transfer portal guys are as we uh, get closer to the bowl game.
1: Yeah, I, I think actually Trey Knox yesterday was the 17th player okay, in the 17. portal, and that's like top top five in the country. Um, and then, of course, that doesn't even include the opt outs like, you know, Drew Sanders, uh, Jaden Hazelwood, Ricky Stromberg. I mean, those three guys right there are massive, massive pieces of your team, not to mention Bumper Pool has hip surgery mm-hmm. before the Missouri game, won't be playing. You throw in some of those – I mean, a lot of those transfers are guys that – we're probably never going to play, but some of them are very significant players. I mean, Miles Flusher, of course, is a key player on the defense. Keytron Jackson was going to be one of your top targets as a wide receiver in the bowl game and moving forward. Um, that those are significant losses. Uh, you, you mean you lost your backup quarterback, regardless of how you feel about him. You know, if now, were to Somebody said, said that he was getting.
2: <laughs> somebody said he was getting SEC offers. I saw where he was getting, he was talking to
1: SEC teams. You know, you got to keep in mind that talking to and offers are very different things. That that comes up with Eric Musselman every year uh, with the basketball portal. Uh, So, I I mean, it wouldn't totally surprise me if he went to an SEC school, but I just, I don't know if he'll be a power five SEC quarterback or a power five quarterback, uh, but I digress. Uh, But as far as, I mean, the, the, the bowl game, I mean, it's, it's not going to look like the same team that we saw throughout the year that you know, went 6-6 six and, six and had so many close calls uh, in games. I'm, I'm very anxious to see uh, you know, who some of the young guys are that step up and can play in this bowl game.
3: I think that, um, the, I mean, unless there's some amazing hire here for defensive coordinator, um, the next chance for the most good press for football is to go out and somehow win this bowl game in a couple of weeks. I, I I think it's it's important and if nothing else, they can't go over there and just, you know, get their pants pulled down and beat by Kansas. That would not help things right now.
1: No, you're exactly right. I mean the fact that it's Kansas doesn't help. I mean, yes, Kansas had you know, one of the better feel good stories of the college football season, probably would have been better in six six had their quarterback not gotten hurt halfway through the year. Um, you know, I mean they were they were Competing for a Big 12 title there for for a second, and that's just wild to think about. Considering I don't think they've won more than three games for like a decade, so uh, it's still considered one of the you know worst programs in the in the country. And so that would not sit well for Arkansas fans. Um, but I mean, it's it's going to be hard because this is going to be a team that's motivated for that Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. and really wants to be there because they haven't experienced it, kind of like Arkansas last year in the Outback Bowl. Penn State really didn't care. I mean, they had a bunch of players opt out, and it just didn't seem like they really wanted to be there. It's going to be role reversal this year. Arkansas is going to be that team. They don't really care about the Liberty Bowl. They've got a bunch of guys opting out. Uh, it, it could I, – I, I don't personally have a good feeling about this game.
2: So uh, let's talk about Dowell Loggins now leaving. Uh, Dowell, the tight ends coach, he was – you know, he, he was their best recruiter. I mean, th- that may be the bigger loss is that, you know, losing a position coach is one thing, but losing the guy that was sort of your pipeline to talent, that that's a bigger deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've talked to several South Carolina media people, and they all ask me, what, what can you tell me about now, Loggins? I'd say, the guy can, can flat-out recruit, um, which was surprising because that was probably the biggest question mark when he got mm-hmm. hired because he spent his entire career in the NFL and you're like well is this guy going to know how to, to talk to recruits and to get them to, to come to, to commit things like that and, uh, he, he definitely did that not just at the tight end position I mean we all look at the Tyrus Washington that he landed in the past cycle and then uh, the, the three four-star guys he had submitted in his class but I mean he was a big part in, in other position groups too I mean he, he was big on in-state kids and uh, was just a, a really vital piece of the recruiting staff. And that's one of the biggest prerequisites to be on Sam Pittman's staff is you got to be able to recruit, you know, as we've seen him make some changes the last few years. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a big loss. I mean, he's going to need to uh, find somebody that can recruit at that level uh, in order to, uh, you know, make sure they, they're able to continue bringing good players in. That, so that's, as you all know, the, the key to having a successful, successful program.
3: We are visiting with Andrew Hutchinson from Best of Arkansas Sports here on Ruskin and Zach. I mean, other than win the bowl game, like, is there any kind of, like, how can they – I don't know if they can recapture people's imaginations because basketball's so good right now and people are just, you know, they love a winner, and that's where men's basketball is right now. Like, spin control, damage control, like, I don't know – what the approach could be, other than to go win the bowl game in a couple weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, winning the bowl game would help. I think you know, keeping this recruiting class that's still a really solid class. Uh, keeping it together, uh, which is going to be tough. You know, you lost your defensive coordinator. You know, you know who knows what Michael Share decides to do. It sounds like you know is going to want to bring him with them to the UNLV. You've already lost Dal Logan. So I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to keep it together. But if you can. That would be big, you know, when signing day is uh, a week from tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, being successful in the transfer portal, hiring a, a, a good defensive coordinator, um, those would all be things that would help give you some off-season momentum. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if they'll capture the imagination quite like they did last off-season when, you know, they had all this good stuff going for them. You end the year with a win in the Outback Bowl, a Florida Bowl on New Year's Day. Um that, that's it's going to be hard to, to recapture that. Plus, as you said, the basketball team is is rolling, so it's uh, they kind of dominate the, the
2: attention right now. Let, let's talk about the defensive coordinator. Um, that's not I don't, I don't feel like that's something that has to be solved today or really by the bowl game because it really has nothing to do with the bowl game. Where do you see this diff- defensive coordinator coach search going?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it seems like there's a new name coming out every day. You know, everyone thought it was going to be the Baylor defensive coordinator, uh, Ron Roberts, but I guess he's going—he's going to Auburn now. Um, and you know, we've heard all sorts of different names. Um, to me, and when we actually have a story about this up on uh, Best Off Sports, I mean, it needs to be a guy that has proven that he can have successful defenses at a place that maybe doesn't have a talent advantage. You know, if you, you hire a guy from, say, Georgia, where Sam Pittman came from, well, they're used to having the best defensive players in the world. Uh, what are they going to do with the defensive players Arkansas has? And yeah, you got to recruit some, you got to recruit some Drew Sanders and guys like that. Uh, but you're not going to have 11 Drew Sanders out there at the same time, like you do at Alabama or Georgia. Uh, so that's kind of what I would like them to do personally is to go get somebody that's proven they can do that. You know, I, I think SEC experience would be preferred, but maybe not necessary. Uh, and, and, but I do think they need to have some experience running a defense uh, at a place that, you know, doesn't always have a talent advantage.
3: Yeah, it's going to be um, tricky to um, navigate that because, you know, I don't know how many um, people are out there that have um, that have done what, what you'd prescribe, which is exactly um uh, <laughs> what they need to do here. So, uh, again, fascinating to see if it's um, if it's a hire that makes us go, oh, that's interesting, or if it's one of these SEC defensive coordinator retreads that we see pop up all the time that never really make any kind of impact at all when they, you know, reemerge, you know, from wherever they were, like we've seen throughout the league over the last few years. I hope
1: that they don't go that way, you know. Yeah, you don't want to go get a John Chavis, that's for sure. <laughs> that, no. that, that did not go well.
3: No, absolutely not. Okay, Hutch um, is with us for a few more minutes. Here. Yeah, okay, let's,
2: let's talk basketball. Things are good. Um, the Brazil injury is certainly something that they're they're sort of dealing with. But if any team was prepared to deal with this, it's this one because they're you know they're twelve deep.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the way I look at it is if this had happened last year to say Jalen Williams, I mean, that team would have been screwed. I mean, there's no getting around it. They they would not have been. Uh, in a position where they could sustain it like they are this year, they've got depth. You know, you're going to see. You're probably not going to see just one guy step up and, and be the guy that replaces Brazil. Uh, you're going to have multiple guys step up. When we saw it this past game, I mean, uh, Makai Mitchell has been playing really, really well the last couple of games. Jordan Walsh finally had his breakout game uh, against Oklahoma. You know, maybe he can build off of that. It seemed like it was a nice big confidence boost for him. Uh, you know, I, I'd personally like to see some more Mikel Mitchell. Um, I thought he played well in some big spots over in Maui, and I don't really know if we've, we've seen him, but maybe just a few minutes uh, since they've returned to Fayetteville. So uh, the good news is, is you got Eric Musselman pulling the strings. The guy knows more about basketball than – the guy has forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. So uh, I've got a lot of confidence in him that he'll he'll figure it out. It is a blow. I don't. Want to, I don't want to diminish that because he was Brazil was an incredible player, uh, but I think they're going to be okay because Eric Muskel is going to be able to figure that out.
3: The other big story, uh, we got to uh, let you talk about this before we get out of here. By the way, the drive home is powered by Mister Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. But um, Mike Leach, a for someone that does uh, what what you do and what we do, I mean, just hit record and and let her rip with him. He was uh, as. A a reporter and a talk show host dream, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird not having college football with Mike Leach, um, you know, moving forward. I I was, you know, when I saw the news that he was going to the hospital and there needed to be hospitalized, I had no idea that it was going to be as severe as it was. And and now now we're without him. And, you know, I I never really had a, a personal connection. I don't have any personal stories with Mike Leach, but I've really enjoyed reading. Uh, some of the other people's stories and uh, it seems like he just is a really unique guy I mean we always already knew that because of you know some of the sound bites and his opinions on random topics but uh, it sounds like he was willing to return a student reporter's phone call at midnight I mean that's just how many college football coaches do that these days and
2: zero uh, just
1: really exactly so he's a unique he was a unique guy and, and I just hate that we won't get a few more years out of him in the coaching world because he was—he was a unique guy. That's—that's that's not something you see every day in—in in this in that line of work.
2: How many uh, spreadsheets are we working on today?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh now let me pull up my computer here. Not—not uh, not too many. Uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe just one right now. Wow. Um, so yeah. Well, it's finals it's, it's, week.
2: It's, yeah, it's finals week. So you know, there's not a whole lot going on. Exactly. It's a little yeah. bit quiet right now.
3: A little bit quiet. All right. Uh, Andrew Hutchinson, you can read his stuff on Uh Hutch, thank you so much, man. We do not want to beat you up over here, so you're welcome anytime, <laughs> all right?
1: Sounds good, guys. Y'all give me a call anytime.
3: All right. Andrew Hutchinson <laughs> with us here on Ruskin and Zag. One day all will be told on that story, but yeah. until then, it's you're funny. You're right, You sound a little stuffy. No. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. You don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. What do you mean? You I don't know what's dying. happening? I may be dying. Oh no, I no, may no, be no, dying. no! No no no! I may be dying.
2: Make sure to use promo code believe, that's BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts.
3: We realize, um, you know, I was thinking that there is um, there's no better place to be to eulogize Mike Leach on this show I would think than so. to be at Twin Peaks. Absolutely. I believe he would have wanted
2: it this way. I guess. I, I, I'm 100% with you on that. This is how he wanted it.
3: Although, actually, he was asked about his obituary one time, and he said, what do I care? <laughs> well, I'm dead. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe
2: he wouldn't care
3: what's going on right yeah. now. But Mike Leach has passed away at 61, as you well know by now. And the thing that um, I liked about that, that drew me to Mike Leach so much is that he was not obsessed with his job. No, and I like that. I uh, and there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with your job, but he was not. He had varying interests. He was a very curious man about, you know, pirates and you know Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse and and art of warfare and all these sorts of things. And I always thought it was interesting that you could have the kind of success that he had in college football. And A, be a law school graduate, number one, and then just get into this football thing. And then also, like, have a life. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a he life. You know, he had the, the all the stuff at Key West where he would hang out all the time and just um, all these other interests that he had. And um, that, was, that was the cool thing about me. We don't have um, – everybody's obsessed with college football that's in it now. There's not a lot of people that have varied mm-hmm. interests like this, and so he's one of the he's the last one, I guess. I,
2: I never had the chance to meet Mike Leach, but I know people who knew him personally, away from the field. And you know as well as I do, coaches in that business. There's public coach and then there's private coach. Mm-hmm. They're usually two very very different people. The people that knew him will tell you that Mike Leach was Mike Leach, the one you got on yeah. Saturdays and the one that you got, you know, on Monday through Friday. Same guy. And he was, you know, I, I saw somebody say today that he was one of one. And I, and I believe that. He, he was a guy who just, he took his job seriously, but it didn't consume him. It didn't define him. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he, he had other interests. He liked to do other things. I, I read a story today from a, a woman that, uh, that covers, she, she works, uh, covers Pac-12. She had just moved to Pullman. And she heard that Mike Leach walked to work every day. Yeah. And she just, for whatever reason, said, can I join you? And he said, wear comfortable shoes. Yeah. And they walked back and forth to work for, for two weeks just talking about life. Um, Matt Hayes, who writes uh, some of the stories that I've read today are just fascinating. Matt Hayes, who who is a college football writer, I mean, he's one of the vested college football writers, said that he did a one-hour interview by phone over uh, with with Mike Leach. And as they were wrapping up, he heard a toilet flush. Hmm. And Mike Leach said, well, I didn't want to call you back. The conversation was interesting. <laughs> so, I, you know, it was he was that kind of guy and, and a very, very different guy. Um, you know, through through this job and other jobs, I got to know Brady Quinn a little bit, former Notre Dame quarterback, and he put a thing up today about um, Mike Leach and covering the Apple Cup and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you know, you'd spend five minutes talking about football. You'd spend 60 minutes talking about life. And that was Mike Leach in a nutshell.
3: He would have been the perfect Ruskin and Zach guest. Because Absolutely. we would have done our two minutes on sports, and yep. then we'd have talked about whatever else yeah. came up for the other twenty minutes or yeah. so. So yeah, it is—he is, uh, he is uh, gone at the age of sixty-one, and um, I mean, all that stuff. He was the the real guy. I I covered him at media days one time, and then he was—he kind of crossed over earlier in my life but I didn't know it at mm-hmm. the time because when he and Hal mummy were cooking this thing up at Valdosta State in the 90s Valdosta State was in the Gulf South Conference and would play part of university so part of university wasn't any good but Valdosta State was blowing away people uh, back then in in division 2 football and that's kind of where yeah. the seeds of this thing all started Hal mummy and Mike Leach go to Kentucky and then you know Hal um Mike Leach goes to OU and then you know on mm-hmm. on on he goes with his uh, with his career. I thought, obviously, he was a very smart guy. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you don't you know yeah, pass he, law yeah, school and you're exactly. an idiot. But I also thought he was smart about his career mm-hmm. because he understood that his brand wouldn't play everywhere. Right. He couldn't take the Texas job, no, or the Alabama right. job. So, or probably not even this job. Although there were thoughts that maybe that would happen back in 2018, but. So he went to outposts, Love mm-hmm. Lubbock, yeah. places where you didn't w- traditionally win. The Palouse, yep. Mississippi State. These are places where he understood that um, it, it could work there, yep. and he didn't have to do all of the politicking and and grab butt all you right. have to do at a major job. I thought he, that was a smart move.
2: And, and I mean, let us I mean, he's a hell of a football coach. He won a lot of football games mm-hmm. um, at places that you don't traditionally win. I read his book, Swing Your Sword, about five, six years ago, and it's a, it's a tremendous read if you get a chance. And one of my favorite Leach stories was they were getting ready. He had just gotten to Oklahoma with Bob Stoops, and he was the OC there. And he was getting ready. They were getting ready to play Texas down in the Cotton Bowl. And uh, Oklahoma's doing their walkthrough first. Texas is outside waiting for them as Oklahoma is finishing up. And he left a dummy play sheet (laughs) sitting on the sidelines. (laughs) And he he said that uh, if you go back and you can find the 99 Texas-Oklahoma game, like the fourth or fifth play of the game, they called, They made a certain call, which Texas had seen on the call sheet, which was supposed to be this, you know, triple reverse thing, and it just turned out to be a four-go route, and they wound up scoring on the play. Yeah. And and that was Mike Leach in a nutshell. Is is how he, you know, how he went about it. And you know, things he made things simplistic. He made them fun. It's gonna be weird next football season of college football without Mike Leach in it. Yeah. You know, he's he's been such a fixture and a guy that everybody looked forward to. He. he Everybody loved his press conferences. The day he broke down, you know, wrestling with the uh, the Pac-12 mascots is yep. is a legendary press conference, and uh, it's it's got it's sad. I mean, it's it's truly sad, and you know, you knew like late late yesterday afternoon, just reading the uh, the posts that that things were not going to get better, and you right. kind you were just kind of waiting. And I woke up this morning to a couple of texts about it, and that was uh, that's how I found out. Yeah, um, a
3: really a remarkable. Life and, and look at what he got out of those 61 mm-hmm. years, yeah, and all the stuff. So, you know, there is, um, there's obvious sadness, but there's also, I mean, you got to admire somebody that did all of that yeah. with the time they had a full life and a rich life, and you know, and that's just what we know from the public persona. He's obviously has a wife and children mm-hmm. and grandchildren and, and all that as well. So, I mean, what a, um, what a what a tremendous uh, human being, and um, I think we were all lucky that he was in this league for a few yeah. years. So we got to see a little bit more up close about uh, what this was, uh, what Mike Leach was all about. And he will be, um, I think, in in tribute. Every no one should give an opening statement at SEC Media Absolutely. Days this summer, and just everyone say. All right. Any questions? Because you know, that was it, it, his thing. He never gave an opening yeah. statement. He didn't believe in him.
2: I, I was I was looking online last night, and um, Ole Miss and Texas Tech played a bowl game. Um, that seems like an opportune time, or uh, not? Uh, Ole Miss, um, you know, no, it was Ole Miss and uh, and, and Texas Tech play, and it just seems um, it's going to be a different sport without him. You know, when when a when a legendary coach retires, he's still around. Yeah. they still honor him. You know, not having him in the game next year is going to be um, yeah. You know, there's going to be a hole there for, for there, sure.
3: There's nobody else, and there there will be no one else. No. Like this is it. Like this is the end of this um, of this uh, this guy. This, one, this character, one of one in, in a sport where everybody is basically the same now. Mm-hmm. It's all robotic. Don't want to say anything. Want to stick to this very um, you know carefully crafted yeah. public image. Right. There's no he one like that. that guy. There's no that one guy. like that anymore, yeah. and there won't be uh, again. Yeah. Ruskin and Zach here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. You can uh, text us, or uh, we'll take some calls on this uh, 866-285-4005. He was the coordinator. This is a, a famous Arkansas football game in '98 at War Memorial Stadium yep. when Kentucky came in, and he had very. Positive things to say. One of the louder events he said he'd ever coached in yep. was that game in Little Rock with Arkansas and Kentucky, when uh, Tim Couch came in here and got beat by the Razorbacks that day. So he had good things to say in 2018 when there was thought, well, maybe you know, you know, would he would he would he to get the Arkansas job when Bielema got fired? Um, didn't happen, and um, he ends up going to Mississippi State a year later, but.
2: and when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune up,
0: discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. All
3: right, we got a a text here about uh, the the Leach thing. Okay. And there was some uh, flirtation back in 2018. Right. Remember, Bielema got – well, first Jeff Long got canned. Then Bielema got canned walking off the field with the Mizzou game. This was when uh, Leach was out at Washington State, right? Right. I think so. And um, in the – at some point during the late in the year, he had made a comment. They were talking about loud stadiums or something, and he – Talked about mm-hmm. that Little Rock game right. with, with Kentucky in '98. So he was on Ark. You know, you know how Arkansas fans right write, What he said?
2: He likes us. He likes us. He likes us. Right.
3: So I mean, he was, he was front of mind at that point. They didn't go that way. And you know what? It's probably for the best that he didn't work here. And I'll tell you why. Because he's unconventional, and our state does not like unconventional things. Everything has to be very, in its proper order. No fun allowed here. Let's be straight laced. Well, and, and you,
2: you say that, and the basketball coach would be would qualify as unconventional. He's he's off the reservation nuts, and, but and that's something that we haven't we've had very buttoned up, very. But it's uh, different, though. It is because what, he's
3: obsessed with basketball. But what
2: and what, and Leach is not
3: obsessed. What's with What's the
2: cure all for all of this? Winning. Winning. Yeah, right. I mean, if if Leach came in and won, uh, you know he he could have jumped up and down and done you know walked the sidelines naked. Nobody would have cared. Right. I, I, exactly, the um, the um,
3: I don't know. I, I just don't think it would have been a great fit here because um, the you know he's not a conventional guy,
2: and this is a very conventional place.
3: But in any event, um, it,
2: it, this is a place that certainly does not um, does not like the um, the flashy. Well, there's no fun allowed. Right, <laughs> there's right. no fun allowed. I, I, I mean, but you say that, and and I mean. Muscleman is is kind of to the he he's probably the extreme uh, where Van Horn is you know like right down the middle of the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um I
3: don't know um but yeah that was a uh, in 2018 that was a uh, that was a conversation that yeah, was out there. Yeah, there
2: there was some interest uh, obviously on Leach's part, and some of it was he just wanted to get out of Pullman. Right. Uh, he, you know, watching it, it had kind of run its course there at uh, at Washington State, and you know, I'm sure he wanted to get back, you know, back it, getting into the league was, you know, probably at the top of his mind, and then, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they took the call. If Mike Leach calls and says, "Hey, I, you know, I'm interested in your job," you you, you take the call. That, I mean, right. that's a guy who's won a lot of football games. I think right. he wound up at at a place, Mississippi State. He changed, I think, the culture at Mississippi State probably forever. That was a a place that was very buttoned up prior to him. I mean, Joe Judge. I mean, Joe Judge went eight and four. They fired him because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't one of them. Leach certainly wasn't one of them. Right. But but he. I think he's changed that uh, that perception a little bit. Yeah. Um. It will be um. It'll be weird
3: to see what um. Well, how do you navigate this? Uh, there hasn't been a head coach. Die in office, if you will, in this league since like the LSU coach in like nineteen
2: eighty. The or last one like that. that I can remember where a coach, a sitting head coach, passed away was Randy Walker at Northwestern uh, in two thousand and five. They played in, I think, in the Sun Bowl, and then he passed away like a week or two after that. And Pat Sp- Pat Fitzgerald took over. Right. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's been the coach since Randy Walker passed away. Um, no, Terry Hepner up at Indiana passed away. Okay. Um, th- those are the two that I can remember. Um, but this is, um, yeah, this is the, the. Mike Leach was a national figure. Everybody knew who he, you know, who, who he was. He led SportsCenter this morning. This is why Mississippi State went. One of the reasons they went with him. Exactly. Great coach, but also national you're going to
3: make, you're gonna make yeah.
2: news nationally. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's hard to find people who didn't like him. Right. You know, there are in the coaching profession. There, there are going to be people that do, people that don't like you. It's very, very, very few that had a bad thing to say about about Mike Leach
3: absolutely all right
2: you can get in here at
3: 866-285-4005 we got a lot of stuff uh going on here um number one how about that um um how about that
2: dow Loggin's race <laughs> yeah dow i, I talked bucks i talked to dow uh, very briefly this morning and he is excited about his new opportunity and it's gonna be an opportunity for him to sort of spread his wings a little bit and run the offense that he wants to. Um, you know, there there was I think some, some creative differences. Dowell comes from an NFL system. Bryles runs you know a a system that's uh, more college oriented. And you know, I think Dowell is I think Dow's going to get an opportunity to go down to South Carolina and really and really put up some points because from all indications Spencer Rattler's coming back. And if you're if you're walking into that situation and you've got a quarterback with some uh, you know with some experience, that's a pretty good deal. Right, and it'll be, and he and Beamer have a history, and and he, you know, just in talking to him today, he's really excited about it, and um, you know, can't wait to get down there and get to work. Well, now on the other side of it, mm-hmm. on on the side that he's leaving behind, you've got, I mean, you got some shoes to fill, and and I, there's no delicate way to say this, but there are people lobbying for this job on the internet who are not qualified, and any Arkansas fan that thinks that if, if two guys who are who, who are former players. If, if you think that's the answer to this problem, we're, we're, we're having two very, very different conversations. You're replacing your chief recruiter, mm-hmm. and you're replacing a, a guy, a position coach, that you desperately need to perform.
3: Yeah, I, um, I don't like when people try to jump the line like this um, because there's probably thousands of GAs making no money out there yeah. that are looking for an opportunity to be an assistant coach. And you want to skip the line because you're on TV. It's you're ridiculous. not. Quali- you're not qualified. Here's what I respect, though: mm-hmm. is um, I believe it's uh, Grant Morgan. Mm-hmm. One of the Morgans has Drew. started. Drew. Drew.
2: Drew is down at Elkins.
0: They are. They are
3: starting their right. coaching career. Right. This is how. Ha- this is how you get in the line. You've got it. You can't just jump into. Right. One of these. This isn't a Jeff Saturday. You're, Jim Irsay situation. You're not,
2: not going to win public. Uh, you're not going to win Sam Pru- uh, Pittman's approval over the internet.
3: Well, here's another thing about that. Um, Pittman is as much of a football coach as anybody. I mean, he knows the grind. He's been in this business forever until he got a head coach. You think he's going to let someone jump the line in front of
2: qualified assistants? I'll I'll give you as loyal as a coach as he is. I'll give you another one. These are critical hires. This defensive coordinator uh, position, oh, my gosh. This is the crossroads. This is the crossroads, right? This is, um, what do we got here, boys?
3: I don't know. It nice. smells like a paint thinner, what it smells mm. like to me.
2: <laughs> All right, hold on a second. That's fantastic. All um, right, what do you got? I, I, I saw this, and I knew it was going to happen, that one in particular, and I was kind of surprised about the other one, but lobbying on the Internet to – It's look to, at me, Louie. It, well, it's also – it's not how you do this. Right. It, it's not if, – if you want to – if you if you're, if you're you have genuine interest in the job, you make the phone call. You pick up the phone you make the phone call. He'll take your call. Yeah. This is, I, if I'm if I'm sitting head coach, I don't want that guy. Uh, what are you doing, man? That, that's not how you go about. You have no experience it, whatsoever. Just because you're on TV doesn't mean you're qualified. Right. I mean,
3: unless you're Jeff Saturday at the Colts. I, well,
2: <laughs> but he also played for years and years and years, and he worked for the he worked for Jim Ursay at some point. It would be like me going to Sam and going, "Well, you know, I'm good at Madden and I like to watch films, so <laughs> you know, I'd love to be your OC." Right. Nobody thinks I'm qualified to do it. Yeah. It's it's a bad look, and I, I know we focus. I just think it's dumb. I think it's it's unprofessional. It's dumb, and I know Pittman's not looking at this. These are two your defensive coordinator and and whatever whatever position he's going to be responsible for, and this tight end this tight end deal. You better get a chief recruiter out of this, right? And dude on the internet is not your chief recruiter because you've got a couple of coaches on that staff that are subpar recruiters you got some really good ones but you got some that are subpar not pulling their weight you got to get this right
3: yeah yeah exactly argentina just scored by the way and uh zach is losing money Uh, you better drink up yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, hey (laughs) stack came by and
2: buddy i may need one or more of these Mm -hmm.
3: all right what i mean this is Everything we've said for two weeks now is true. This is the crossroads moment for Sam Pittman with Razorback football, and if this is a, um, if this is like when he was rep- when he was left, and mm-hmm. what happened from that point forward yep. with Bielema, this is over. Th- this if he gets a great coach or two out of this, then things will continue as. as yeah,
2: is. I mean, you, these have to be a hires. A to A plus hires, right. and you know somebody that, that you know petitioning on the internet is simply is not the guy. You got to do your research. You better figure this out because these are massive hires going forward. Arkansas has sixteen guys in the portal at the moment. Yeah, you know you, you're gonna have to. You got some recruiting to do, a lot. Let's talk to Jeremy in Bentonville.
3: Jeremy, good afternoon.
1: How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So uh, with longest season, have have you heard anything about the Hog Boys yet? Or um, I know it's kind of early. What do you guys think that they're going to jump trail, or they're going to follow him, or you think they're still going to oh. come the
3: That's that's the, I, that's uh, the other uh, element. I, that, thank you. I
2: think that's it's probably late in the process. To and and I think they're. It's late in the process. If they did, there's probably nothing you could have do you could have done anyway. Trey Knox, following him to South Carolina, wouldn't would make sense. Yeah, I mean that that's a guy that you know Dallas familiar with. Maybe he'll Trey. let him play receiver. Exactly, um, but that would make sense. I don't know that I don't know that it affects this year's class, but next year's class, no. those are all Loggins guys. Yeah. And if that falls apart and you lose those in state guys, boy, you are taking a massive step backwards. Right.
3: Yeah. It's it's a crucial moment right now. It is for Sam Pittman and for uh, Razorback football to uh, to get this thing right and to um, you know secure the perimeter, so to speak. Keep this uh, keep everybody on board for next Wednesday or for tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and then um, and and get coaches in here that will continue the work they've done from a recruiting standpoint right. because that's the. There's, there's not another way to fix this. you got to have dudes. And to get dudes, you recruit or you go in a portal. And you've got to have somebody that, as Sam Pittman says, that you, that you make it really hard for them to say no. That's when, that's the deal. So um, there it is. All right. This says, uh, this text reads, it's not falling apart. Coaching shuffles happen all the time. Absolutely.
2: 100% agree with that. However. 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 Yes. You've lost Sam Pittman has lost his top confidant and his top recruiter. Yes. To jobs that, quite honestly, I mean, is the UNLV head coaching job better than being the DC at uh, at Arkansas for a hundred thousand dollar raise? Mm. Just, just a thought. Um, it's. I think everybody
3: knows what's going on. Nobody wants to
2: say what's going on. Well, there's some discontent among the coaching staff. And you've you've got some some creative differences between coaches that has to be sorted out at some point, and you know Sam Pittman's going to have to smooth a lot of that over. This well, is a huge. I mean, you said this is a huge off season for them. Well, what the quiet part out loud would be? People think
3: the boat is sinking and they want to get off so they don't get dragged down with. It. That's
2: but, uh, yes, optically uh, th- what
3: might be occurring. Th- here. There
2: are whispers, and look, none of us are in the building, but you know, I. I it, but you want to make them. Uh,
3: let me say this: you want to make them all forget. Go be Kansas in two weeks, sure. Then people Absolutely. will be talking about that.
2: Absolutely, you cannot
3: go. This this even heightens the fact. That you can't go over there and lose thirty to it six. Qui- it quiets everybody for the off season, right? Winning, right. winning the bowl, like getting commitments, it d- isn't going to work anymore. There was a time where fans were so insecure that any commitment would would help calm things Correct. down. Correct. I don't think we're in that world anymore. People want to know, hey, that's a great commitment. Can you play? And because so many times people have got excited about mm-hmm. commitments who can't play at this level, so it heightens the fact that. The next thing we'll all see is the football game on the 28th, and they got to show up. Whoever's there has got to show up, and they got to win.
2: I'll I'll give you one right now. There's a young man. um, Well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me let me just let me double check this and make sure I'm right. Yeah. Okay. TJ Lindsey. It's a uh, 24 commit. He's a defensive lineman out of Bryant, four star. He is not predicted to go to Arkansas. This kid from Bryant. Yep. You can't get beat on in-state kids. A four-star defensive lineman, look, that's a marquee position, a position that you absolutely have to have. Right. And, it's, I mean, this kid's a stud. I it, mean, I've watched him play. He's a stud. And when you say he's going to South Bend, Indiana over Arkansas or an SEC school, that just that doesn't happen. shouldn't happen. No. And um, it's, you know,
3: there was a time many years ago where, you know, Houston Nut built the fence, and mm-hmm. the other programs right. had issues getting in-state kids. And now, all the other programs are getting in-state kids, whether it be Musselman, or whether it be Mike Neighbors, or or Dave Van Horn. Mm-hmm. Like, people are staying here in football. You you got to do the yeah. same. You have to the, because but, there's so few opportunities exactly. to get it right,
2: and and the state doesn't produce that many football players. Yep. And if you've got a four star in your backyard, you got to get them. That's um, right. you know, Here's a text on the eight seven zero. What do you think about our linebackers coach? I assume you're talking about Michael Shearer as a defense coordinator. It's a guy that Odom brought in. If he stays, that's a huge win. That is, that is a is big a, win. That's a big win. He played for Odom.
3: Yes, so it's, the, and has worked with him. So I don't know what um, what's going on there. I guess he's still working here because yeah, we haven't heard anything to the contrary. And,
0: and
2: you know, and, and like when we were talking to Chuck last week, I mean, it was like you know, you're getting bad. It's bad news trumps good news. You know, you get one piece of bad news. You might get four pieces of good news, but what do you remember? You remember right. the bad news. Right now, you know, they've taken some hits this week. You know, your, your tight ends coach is now the OC. You're, uh, you know, you lost your your starting tight end. Look, your, your tight hey. end room next year is freshman.
3: Another thing on Loggins. Mm-hmm. Many people believe that when Kendall finally pissed Sam off enough to can him, that, that Dow was going to be Absolutely. the next offensive coordinator, and now that is that is likely the off the table. That's right. Unless there's a sizable raise that the U of A would have to fork over to get him back here from South Carolina when that day comes.
2: You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com.
3: Tuesday thing going on here, cervezas the, and tequila. That's right. And tacos and tequila and cervezas. It's a party in here on Tuesdays at Twin Peaks, so that's why we're here. We're also going to be here before the bowl game, like well before the bowl game. Like we'll be on from doing pregame that day. We're doing. We'll be on from eleven to one thirty. Okay. On the twenty eighth in this very spot at Twin Peaks in Rogers. So that's. Uh, we'll okay. be back here. We're not done with Twin Peaks yet. Although after the day, they may be done yeah, with they us. They may be done with us. But we're but not done. We haven't caused too much of a problem, a ruckus, as no, it were. I no, think we've, no, been, we've been pretty well behaved. No Donnie Brooks, nothing no. like that. No, absolutely. Um, so that's what's going on here as we uh, wind down December. As I said earlier, if you missed it, uh, I can think of no better place we should be to eulogize Mike Leach than to be at Twin Peaks. <laughs> this, this feels like. This is a uh, happy accident. Well, not a happy
2: accident, but you know what I mean. Feels uh, like uh, feels like you know this is what he would have wanted.
3: I think he would have been okay with this. Yeah, he signed off on that. Yeah, I think he would have been okay. Uh, let's see here. Is a text. Do you know James Conn is dead? Yes, oh. I do. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I am they, aware. The recurring gag on this show that Zach's not aware of certain <laughs> celebrity deaths. I,
2: I have uh, I have struggled. Uh, it is a blind spot that I have. I know how old they are. I just don't know if they're living or deceased. <laughs> uh, I. Heath in Clarksville wants to know if uh, Trading pr- trading Places and Gremlins are considered Christmas movies. <laughs> I don't think Trading Places is. It takes place over Christmas, before right. Christmas, and after Christmas. Okay. Um, gremlins, I would say Gremlins is because um, uh, the Mogwai is a uh, Christmas present. Well, so I, I think that's right. How do we uh, define there's never been a definitive
3: discussion on this. We might as well do it today. We might as well do it we on the, the day when on. we could be talking about Mike Leach all right. day, but none of you none of you wanted to talk about Mike Leach, so we're talking about this. You're in charge. We're just we're just putting pizza on the buffet. You're telling right. us what you want. All right. right. That's how this goes.
2: No, no Heath, Heath has landed a, a topic right in front of us. Um, gremlins. I think if um, again the Mogwai is a Christmas gift, right? To uh, Zach Galligan, the uh, but let me ask you a question. Why
3: is it's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie?
2: It's
3: a fair question. It's a it's a. The, f- as far as I can tell, the only reference is at the end when
2: they're all at his house with the Christmas tree and that bell goes off. That's correct. But I think it's a um <laughs> it's a Christmas seasoned movie. It takes place in December. Does it? Yes. I don't I, know. I think. I don't so. know. Uh, I I'm gonna go Gremlins. Yes. Trading Places. No. I'm going. It's a Wonderful Life. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, they show it every year during well Christmas I, that doesn't immaterial. Okay, <laughs> all right. Not a Christmas movie, right?
3: They don't even sing a Christmas song. They sing Oddlang Lang Syne" at the end. That's a that's, that's New, a New Year's. That's New Year's. Yeah, exactly. I think we're on to something here. I think we're on to something.
2: Okay, here. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm to be on this take here. John in Mountain Home points out that Dan Aykroyd does dress up like Santa and stuffs a whole side of smoked salmon into his coat in. Trading places. Okay. I understand that, but it also takes place before Christmas and after Christmas. While we're while you're you're talking about um, Christmas is, is incidental in uh, trading places.
3: While you're um while you're talking about Dan Aykroyd, uh huh. I was uh so Steve Martin and Martin Short hosted Saturday Night Live this weekend. I heard, and I'm on a bit of a Steve Martin like kick right now. Name someone who has remained funny for like fifty years. Mel Brooks. That's a very good answer.
2: Mel Brooks has remained funny. He's remained th-
3: funny for like seventy years. Right. Mel Brooks, that, Mel Brooks. That list is, funny. is not
2: very long. No, it is not. Steve Martin is still doing it. Yes, at at what it and, is mid seventies. And now. his look has not changed. No, since like nineteen seventy eight. No, he has. He's had white hair since right. uh,
3: since early in the seventies. Yes, exactly. Which is kind of, it's kind of work for him. Right. Because we we never saw him get old. He's just always kind of looked like this. You know. It's kind of worked. I understand. Yeah. I don't know.
2: What do we got here? That's oh. fireball. Oh. Oh. oh, Here he goes,
3: everybody. All right, here it is. What do you got? Oh. How you doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's feel your face. You're going to have to give that a couple minutes. Okay, all right. I do love a good fireball shot. All right. Uh, this um, says uh, Peter John- Boyle. Peter Boyle's dead. What about John Cleese? Monty Python. See, here's the thing about Monty Python. Monty Python had some really good... But they had some stuff that's, eh. Now, are you familiar with the movie Life of Brian? I'm familiar with it, yeah. Okay. It's, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's a guy who looks like Jesus, but isn't. And is, like, persecuted for it. It, Great premise. Iffy movie. Okay. Now, Quest for the Holy Grail is a classic. I know people who don't like Quest for the Holy Grail. I think it's hysterical. Okay. And if you don't, Don Rickles, is he still around? No, he's dead. We lost Don Rickles? Oh jeez. Are Wait you a minute. serious? When did we lose Don Rickles? Like a few years ago. No. Don Rickles is dead. No, he was just in casino. In 1995 oh, he yeah, was in yeah. casino. We lost Don Rickles?
3: Rickles died in 2017. That's what I thought. Oh wow.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> did you know we lost Don Rickles? Oh, it's gone, boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, um, We lost is gone. Don Rickles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, Heat's got a good one. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart is still around. He is. He's in the 90s, I think. He was, um, oh, he was on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he was that TV The TV TV scientist that uh,
3: inspired Sheldon. Right. He was like their their version of Mr.
2: Wizard. $5 fine for what? For not knowing that uh, Don Rickles was dead?
3: Mr. Warmth. Hmm.
2: I liked when he would come
3: out and they'd play that bullfighter theme on the talk shows, you know, bum yeah. bum,
2: bum 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 bum. I, I did like not that. know we lost Don Rickles. Yeah, I thought yeah. I, I thought he was hanging on, but I didn't realize we lost
3: him. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever hear? Um, Do you ever hear him tell one of the many uh, Sinatra stories?
2: Yes, yes.
3: Where um, he's like, um, he wanted Frank to come over to the table because mm-hmm. he was on a date with this girl, and. Um, so Frank comes over, and Rickles is like, hey, yo, Frank, we're, we're eating." Oh, pizza yes, pizza yeah, pizza. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard that He's one. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great one.
2: Uh, T.A. in Las Vegas says Bill Murray. What's your favorite Bill Murray movie?
3: Ghostbusters.
2: Really? Mine is Lost in Translation. It's his oh, best performance. Sophia Sofia Coppola. It's Ooh. his best performance. Without S- question. ScarJo. It is ter- yes <laughs> But it is Bill Murray's best performance. in in lost in translation and it blew me away yeah you know who else had
3: a run like that not not to this length but who could go dramatic and surprise you was Mm. jackie gleason yes gleason and the hustler is fantastic gleason loses me at skidoo well that was after the hustler now dick van
2: dyke is still alive but he hasn't been funny for 50 years dick van dyke wasn't funny 50 years ago
3: that show still works though the dick van dyke show They show one every now and
2: then. It still works. Funny is funny. Funny is funny. funny. Yes, funny funny is funny. No matter what the year is. Uh, Great. You guys are now naming dead people for me. Fantastic. Yes, I know that George Burns and Richard Pryor are deceased. They're both
3: dead, yes. Yes, I am aware. Yes, exactly. They're dead.
2: Benny Hill, dead. Yes, guys, I got
3: it. Benny Hill's not that funny. What are we doing? Yeah, Benny Hill, British humor.
2: Look, British humor. Is a very acquired. If taste. someone
3: comes in here and says, "Mr. Bean," we're going to throw hands. I mean, you know what?
2: He brings up a good point. What about Bob? Is his favorite Bill Murray movie? That's a great. I one. do love what about. And, You know, Bob. here's
3: the thing. Um, they, Dreyfus and Murray actually hated each other, yeah, which is did. why it worked. Which is because exactly they hated why each it. other in the movie.
2: Yep, it worked. They were not good friends. What about Eddie Murphy? Mm. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is funny. In like as uh, he was funny as Donkey, yes. In uh, the Shrek movies, He's hysterical.
3: The Dolomite movie he did a few years ago on Netflix, which was totally stolen by Wesley Snipes. He steals every scene in that movie. Yes, uh, is a, is a really good movie. But the second Coming to America wasn't that not good, that though. funny. Not now, that good. now
2: Logan in Logan County, boy, that's odd. Uh, says Jim Carrey is a surprising dramatic actor. Jim Carrey is the Robin Williams of this generation. His movies are either great or they suck.
3: Yeah you either have goodwill hunting or toys
2: right exactly there's the truman show right. and then there's 23 there's very little there very little middle middle of the right. road with him very very little
1: this podcast has been presented by bet online
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?